Warning. Missing save for... Hey, it's Bernsey. And I'm Paul. And this is The Missing Save File, a video game podcast where we play the games we somehow missed the first time around. And today we're talking about uh, near a... Uh, oh, wait, I don't know how to pronounce it. Near a tomato. A near, tomato. Near automatic <laughs> transmission. Near automboy. Near automa... Automahawk. Near... Near autom... Automata. Near automata? Near, near automata. We did it. Near Automata starts off by dropping you into a combat zone where an epic struggle between alien-built machines and human-built androids is taking place high above the destroyed cities of a ruined planet Earth. However, that's context you pick up almost an hour into the game after completing the game's lengthy introduction, during which you also need to avoid dying lest you be sent back to the title screen and start all over again. It's a bizarre introduction. And I'll admit, it had me feeling a bit like Gandalf for the first stretch of Nier, as characters were directing me to murder robots I'd never heard of and complete missions I couldn't recall being assigned. I truly had no memory of this place. However, this is the perfect introduction to a game that not only breaks with conventional video game design, its treatment of the roll credits slash game completion screen stomps all over conventional game structure and leaves it out in the sun to rot without so much as a proper burial. I have both completed Near Automata and also barely scratched the surface of it. So to help us make sense of all of this in this first episode of a two-part series on Near Automata, we invited an expert. His name is Murphicles, and he's been sent from the future to talk with us about Near, murder some robots, and ensure glory to mankind. Thanks for having me again, guys. Uh, glory to mankind. Glory to mankind. <laughs> I so let's talk about let's talk about Near because. <laughs> Um, I, you know, I guess right away, I, I, I don't know where to start, right? Like it's in terms of a game that's structured this way, it, it, it is really weird where, you know, as I said in the intro, I feel, you know, you roll credits and you're like, all right, I think I'm done. I can put that one on the shelf and knowing what I know now, uh, you know, I, I don't really know how to like frame this conversation. So, I mean, where is a good yeah. place to start uh, here? <laughs> Well, I, I think an interesting place for me was um, watching you play after I, I, I played and tried to stay ahead of you and stayed ahead of you quite well, I think, um, so that I could watch you streaming and not be spoiled. Um, but there were some huge differences that I think our playthroughs were very different um, because I don't think you ever got ending T or U, if I remember. The only, right. yeah, the only, the only ending, ending that got I was got a. was A. So, yeah. um, I remember a point in your playthrough, Burns, where um, you're being told about your self-destruct function, 
and um oh, yeah right the the tutorial is saying like <laughs> oh you have to turn this on and burns you were like uh i don't know if i want to and the game's <laughs> like no you have to and i was like i have a self-destruct function and the second i got out of that menu in the bunker i was like is it gonna work here let's see and i self-destructed <laughs> in the bunker and that is ending mm. i think that is you <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. There's lots of endings here. <laughs> the other one that I got more or less immediately was the first um, shop terminal. Um, I was going through the chips and you get to one and it's like, OS chip, removing this will kill you. And it's like, and it sells for like two gold. I'm like, are they really going to let me sell this? And they do. <laughs> and you die. <laughs> Like on, on, I can just only imagine like a, a bystander walking up and it's like, you fool, do you know what you're doing? It's like, I got two, two gold. gold. <laughs> <laughs> and so both of those, I was like, you know, soft clap. Like this yeah. game, this game knows what it's doing. Yeah, okay. there's some good ones. Um, <laughs> can I can I spoil a very minor ending that's my personal favorite? Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah, please go ahead. Yeah. So I don't know what letter this is, but there's one point... Um, when you meet the android named Jackass, which is funny enough in and of itself. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, Jackass gives you this fish and says, yep. you know, humans used to eat this. No idea what it'll do to you. Uh, if anything happens, don't blame me. And if you eat it, you die. And it's, yep. and that's and that's and there's, there's a little blurb, I think, as well, that goes along with it. But uh, <laughs> that was the first non candid like non real ending that I got. I was like, well, should have listened. I guess as it turns out, they're giving me pretty solid advice. Oops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who, knew, who knew? I uh, that is ending K. I just looked it up, but uh, yep, I did that one, and then I was like, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, oh, it's, and it's like great. my yeah, so like my playthrough was, I will say, kind of a, a pretty on rails experience in terms of like what one can expect for a hybrid action JRPG, like story driven game. And, and I'll say this, like, I mean, in and of its own, like if that was just the experience, cause I played about 15 hours to get from, you know, beginning of game. And then like, you know, what, what is happening here? And then the background story of the humans live now on the moon and you, you live in this space base. And then we hot drop you into combat zones to fight robots. Glory to mankind. Um, I, I feel like there were enough questions there to make it interesting, but you know, I, I think largely a, a play it and maybe forget it, you know, kind of a game where it's yeah. like, okay, that was kind of neat, but I'm done now. Um, yeah. But then there's this letter and I kind of want to talk about the letter that you get. Uh, it's signed square Enix PR department, which I feel like <laughs> is such a weird like thing um, where it basically says, Hello, video game person. Uh, you're used to games that are done when the credits roll. Uh, that's not how this one works. Please play again. Um, and it, it's, you know, it's it's much more flowery language than that. But I, I'm curious, like, A, if that was actually written by the PR department or if, like, that's just another goof from, you know, uh, Yoko Taro or, or, or how that's put together. Yeah, who knows yeah, with I, this guy. I, but I, I just kind of... I don't know. I sat back and I went, it's just bold, right? It's just such a bold move to structure a game in a, in a way that, you know, I can't think of another video game convention that is as ingrained as credits roll. You're done. Cause that, that goes back yeah. to not even the beginning of, of video games. That's like years and years, decades of, of cinema experience, right? Yeah, you see media. credits, you are concluded. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. And I had the same experience the first time I played this, I was not, 
sold on this game. Uh, I think until that letter for exactly the reasons that really? the line burns. Yeah. Cause it, it was, don't get me wrong. I thought it was super cool. Action, action combat's great. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of questions and not a lot of answers in route a. Um, so, sure. I mean, we can get into some of this stuff later, but there is all the stuff with the defecting androids and sure. stuff like that. Yeah. And I was, and then, you yeah. know, when you encounter a two halfway through as the boss and she says, you know, command is the one that betrayed you. And I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> you know, I was, I was so hooked on that. See, but then I, I, you know you get to the end and there's there's no none explanation. Of there. Nothing yeah. gets explained by the end of yeah. route A. But yeah. then then you get that message and I'm like, okay, maybe I will get those answers. And uh, I'm glad I kept going. Yeah. See, and I think I was hooked the second like flying into the first mission. I was like, oh, cool, a, a twin stick shooter. That's right. enough. I, that's enough for me to play 80 hours of this game. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. 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 <laughs> top down twin stick shooter. That's all. That is all. That was the only hook you needed for me. So. Right. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. I, I'm actually curious for you guys who started that. Did you know it was going to be more than a twin stick shooter? I was surprised when a twin stick shooter element came up. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I, I always thought that was a really bold thing to start off. It, you know, this game, I'm sure we'll talk about it. It's got several like mini, I, I want to say mini games, not really, but like, you know, like I guess alternate game modes or something. Mm-hmm. And it sort of starts you off with not the main one. Yeah. That's something that's I fair. found very that's interesting. Fair. Well, and, and I also, yeah, I, I think I knew enough about the game and, and it kind of just in seeing it in passing to know that like, oh, this is not what this is not the whole thing. Um, but I, I right. reacted to it very positively by, by, hoping that there would be more of that because uh, I think that set expectations for me pretty well, because I do think this game does a lot to make itself novel in all the points of time where it needs to be novel. It knows exactly when the time is to like, just give you a different twist and a different spin on how to move, how to play, how to play the game. Um, You know, when it's time to shake things up. Um, and, And yeah, I think it feels really good to play. And make no mistake, my what I was saying before is not a slight against the game. Like I, it wasn't. It, my time with Route A was really enjoyable, right. but I think you know the the game has enough mystery there that goes unanswered in Route A that I would have been left pretty severely wanting had not. I think Murph, as you pointed out, right when that letter came up. Thankfully, I knew that going in that you know I was going to get an ending and it was not going to be the whole story, but. I think had I read that letter and not known that at that point, I would have been like, Oh, okay. So, I mean, they, they do a good job of, you know, really trying to reel you back in. But, but I mean, now I really want to know, cause like I broke my notes into basically like major set pieces, memorable moments, and then just like questions that I have. And mm-hmm. like, I have so many questions, you know, because oh, yes. the, this, the one thing I will really applaud this game for is both hiding the universe from you in terms of what's actually happening, but also giving you enough to tell like it basically it like it sets up this whole, I, I think the only analog I can really draw or the only comparison that I can make that makes any sense is it's almost like watching the matrix, right? Where it's yeah. like, you're presented with this world. You're presented with these conventions. You're presented with how things work, but there's always stuff everywhere. That's like, is it though? You know, cause like, <laughs> I'm just like, you know, we're the good guys and the robots are the bad guys. Are we, are they, you know, like so, there's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I should say before we start, right before we, you ask any questions. Um, so, so I finished ending a and B 
So I have more information than you, but Murph has obviously finished. We joke jokingly before we started. I said Murph has finished all all endings, which is <laughs> is, is a lot to ask. But um, he has not. But he's you finished the endings that we would be talking about. Um, so I think I think it's fair to say that um, that any questions that Burns asks that are spoiler related that we do not answer. <laughs> oh yeah, we're, <laughs> not, we're yeah. not telling him yeah. anything. So <laughs> just to keep that on the table, um, I yeah, figured yeah. that would that would be your mindset already. But that is. How I'm going to approach this too? Because, yeah, no sport, no direct spoilers. Um, I think is a good. Uh, a good there's a point. lot. Well, have you started playthrough B at all, Burns? Like even I have not. B? Okay, nope. Okay, I I basically I got uh, route A. Uh, I got the letter. Uh, it was like, and, and I will also say that there are a couple of mechanics in this game that are super friendly for picking it up and putting it down. Which, as someone who just like likes to play games on my own schedule i i I, please do that more narrative games please please like because there's um the way that the ending is constructed in ending a it's roll credits you get the letter and then it says what you have to do but then it just dumps you back to the title screen and gives you complete control over when you started it's like it basically says like you need to press start you need to select your save you need to load the game again and then you're you're on your way and i'm like cool because there are so many games that like do things like this, but then immediately like dump you into it and you're like in a cinematic and it's like, but I wanted to eat my pizza rolls. Mm. Uh, you know, <laughs> like it's, well, it's, this game is great for that. It's, it's, so I, it's I also think... how the, uh, oh, sorry, real quick. I just want to say it's also how the, the safe room works in the, um, in the camp where if at any time you go to that room and you say like, oh, I want to sleep, it will save your game like any other save station, but then it will also do the same thing. It will dump you completely on, out to credits. So there's no yeah. chance of anything else happening. And like, I love that. Like I literally built that into my playthrough cycle that when I was done and ready to put this game down, I was like, Oh, I will just go to bed and, and yeah. it will be, yeah, that's smart. I'll wrap it up. You know, that's, there's smart. a lot of stuff like that. Um, so I think I mentioned this in my brief appearance in the last episode, but I, I'm sort of, very slowly playing the near replicant remake which is oh, the nice, previous nice. uh near game and uh i'm playing i'm replaying automata basically along with burns's stream so i'm i'm i finished route a a few weeks ago and I've, and i'm also working on the other thing and i'm noticing that this is like a there's a lot of meta commentary in this guy's games about gaming in general oh sure um, <laughs> and sure. uh like you know even just the idea that i go to sleep and the game is over is like kind of feels like a little a little bit of that you know what i mean like this this right he's built this big amazing world that's so interesting but it's just so easy to get out of it which is a little unusual mm-hmm. um yeah it's i don't know I, I could go on for hours about the little things like that that this guy does and, and before this game sorry before replicant i should say uh before the replicant remake i didn't have access to the previous near it's kind of hard to get so i had never played it um, now with the remake it's actually impressing me immensely how much of the stuff I loved about Automata was like prototyped in Replicant. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's very similar that was done better in Automata, but is still there in Replicant. And I'm like, okay, so he's been working these ideas for a long time. Some of them. It's and cool. it, 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 it's, it's that level of, you know, like my favorite uh, description of like quality in general is like, it is something that you'll work, to, you'll, you'll sweat over every minute detail and the, the casual observer will not be able to know the exact pieces that you've worked on and what you machine down, but they can still tell it's there, right? Like right. they can't. Yeah. And and I, I felt that while doing this, a very casual playthrough as I've only got, you know, about 15 hours with it or so. There are so many things that I, I, I did notice and there are a bunch of other things that I didn't notice where I'm like, this game just, it, it does 
come together in a very satisfying way. Um, and, and yeah, I, I do like, I'll definitely throw out some questions here. I definitely do not, you know, expect <laughs> answers to them. I, I, I will keep playing. Well, some of them, um, some of them might be fair to answer some of them. Yeah. Sure. Like, I, I think there are some uh, like terrifically light spoilers, like the fact that the second playthrough, like your first playthrough was 2B and your second playthrough is 9S. Like that oh, is a, yeah. that is a spoiler okay. that'll be like the first, the, the first second you turn on the second yeah. playthrough. And actually there's, um, you know, there's something to that too. So, you know, the, you know, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that you're going to learn more on your second playthrough. Oh, right? sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so the same is true in replicants. Uh, but what I like about what's going on in automata is that they locked information behind characters, personalities. Mm-hmm. So in route a to B is all business. Mm-hmm. She's here to kill robots and that's it. Um, you know, when you fight the bosses, the, the names that appear underneath their thing are just gibberish to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you play as 9S, you'll actually be able to read those. Uh, oh. Because, and so 9S has, you know, he's he's more of a technical Android model, and he, he actually has the capacity to, uh, to to analyze this information, but he also has the inquisitive personality, whereas 2B is just shutting him down the whole game. Right. Right. So you learn a lot more th- about the characters, and via the characters, you learn more about what's going on. I thought that was so cool. Um, and in Replicant, I think it's, I think it's not really that way. It's like you just play the game again, but every, but stuff is shown to you that wasn't shown before. Mm, it's okay. not really a good reason for it. Okay. Um, so I love how they did that in this one. Well, and then so there's you, parts in this one where they're separated, right? There's plenty yeah. of parts where they're just doing different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and those parts are very interesting, right? So Right. So you have answered one of the, because again, yeah, I, I didn't start the second playthrough at all. So you have answered one of the major questions that I had, which was how is root B going to differ yeah. mechanically from root A? And and knowing that, that's that's really exciting because um, I, I imagine even the introduction will play out differently because... Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. 9S uh, going into that seemingly knew a lot more and then the black box happens and then he has the memory wipe for that whole last mission. So yeah. I, I, I want to, okay, so that that intrigues me a lot. I See, I really like that. And that is also a thing that while I guess you could do in, I mean, you could do it in television probably, it'd be pretty hard, pretty hard to do in film, but that's such a very good video game convention to take oh, yeah. uh, advantage of, right? The idea of, of just completely shifting your experience based off of what characters are putting you in direct control of. Yeah. Um, that's well, and, and well, to, to Merce's earlier point, I think is, is that the personalities like in the first playthrough, I think um, 9S kind of comes off as this, like as kind of annoying, right? Cause you're like, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm to be a business. Yeah. Um, and he kind of comes off as like silly and getting in the way and all that sort of stuff. And then it's like, Oh, cool. Now you are him. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and you see, you start to see it in a very different way. It's a very interesting spin on that. So, yeah, it's very, it's very cool. Um, I was, I remember I watched, you know, a streamer friend of ours, Savco also oh. streamed this on my recommendation, like over a year ago. Okay. Like, wow. what, that would have been like great what, to have seen him play. This. It was, it was fantastic. And there's a particular moment that I'm very looking forward to discussing with you guys. Once you hit it in route C, uh, he managed to ruin in spectacular fashion. So um, <laughs> I, I look forward to telling that story. But also, I he hated 9S throughout oh. Route, Route A. And it was kind of the meme of the stream was like how much we hated on 9S. And then at Route B, A, he got super intrigued. And by the end of it, he was completely sold. And it was really cool watching that because I actually didn't. 
I didn't mind 9s that much. Um, but like, yeah, I, I agree. By the, by the end of Route B, you have a very different perspective on the characters. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I also didn't find 9s that obtrusive. He just like he struck me as like it's that simultaneous like front row kid energy with like also the naive naivete of like kind of a younger kid right. almost because you know he was he was simultaneously like giving us really good information in terms of like he he was more plugged in and was able to give us intelligence and he could hack the bosses and things like that but then he was also you know I remember pretty early on when you meet Pascal and you go to like Pascal's village and you have the whole concept of like, not all robots are killers and and they're, you know, they've made peaceful village life here. And he's just like, but you're robots and you can't feel or think. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, drinking a little bit too much of the glory to mankind Kool-Aid there. 9S. <laughs> I mean, what are you doing there, buddy? <laughs> oh man. I can't believe you, you murdered the tank in the amusement park. Um, I murdered the tank in my playthrough too. I'll admit. Oh man, <laughs> he like <laughs> the tank I, was coming at him, and I'm like, "Oh, is he going to do it? Is he going?" And he's like, "It's like <laughs> it looks too dangerous. It looks dangerous." Yeah, and I, I was mean, like, a- I stood there and watched it shooting balloons at me. And I'm like, I'm just going to go around it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I stood there watching it shoot balloons, and then I was like, "Those balloons probably have poison gas." <laughs> Glory to mankind. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it also didn't help that you had me and a bunch of other people who've played this game egging you on, like, you know, GTM, yeah. Burnsy, GTM, Man, the whole time. I will say, uh, I mean, this is a this is a joke ending spoiler, um, but there is an ending for the first time you go to Pascal's village, mm-hmm. you just oh, kill yeah. all the friendly robots. And I had just kind of like quick skimmed through the joke endings and saw that that one was there. And then I was like, oh, I can do that. And it is, I didn't, I didn't finish that one because it is so brutally hard to do Yeah. because as soon as you, as soon as you kill the first robot, they start just like screaming and begging for their lives and like, it takes time to kill them. And it's like so brutal to do. Yeah. I was like, no, just, I'm just resetting, just resetting my game. Yep. Yeah, just not can't, gonna get with this. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> yeah. Pascal's village. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's that's akin to like Return of the Jedi when they show up in the Ewok village and then they just pull blasters and <laughs> smoke all the Ewoks. Sure. You know, it's just like exactly. that's horrifying. What's what's wrong? Well, with and you? like the music and everything. You know, how can you walk into that and think this is a place for violence? Exactly. Right? Like yeah. it's it's yeah, the music wrong. in this game is great. The uh, so sound so cues, all the the sound design is great in this game. Uh, yeah, I want to, I want to talk about specifically, that's a really good segue to, um, I mean, there are just so many powerful set pieces in this, but, uh, I want to talk about the copied city. Um, Oh yeah. Because that is, that's perhaps one of the moments where I think my jaw hit the floor the most. Yep. Um, because you're, you know, I mean, a lot of this game is, you know, kind of fallout aesthetic, right. Where it's like, it's, it's ruined cities and lots of rusts and, and, you know, metallic, you know, hues mixed with desert hues. Uh, sometimes there's some greenery, but it's in places where people are taking refuge, like Pascal's village or, or there's the ruined castle where, where you go through and eventually, you know, find a two um but when i came through it was like that cave system where you in one corridor you you travel and you find you know the aliens uh right uh which i'm still i don't know i'm, I'm using air quotes uh <laughs> visible air quotes with my fingers because I, I i doubt everything uh in this game um but there's another 
pathway that opens up when you're looking for 9s when he goes missing um that you know before was blocked off and you ride an elevator and it's you know it's just another dirty gray elevator with you know broken down and then like it opens and just it's just pure white um and there's all these blocks of like looks like constructed matter and then every all sound stops except for your footprints you know and and, yeah. and it's just so well done like it's just it, it evokes exactly what you're supposed to feel at that moment, which is just awe, right? Mm-hmm. You're just like, yeah. where am I? Like, what what just happened here? Um, yeah, I think we, I, I, well, I think I mentioned this last time that when I was trying to pitch it to you guys that like, you know, it's got that auteur sense. Like, you really feel like there's a guiding hand behind this thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, also to what Burns, you said earlier about, uh, you know, it's some very bold decisions made in this game. Like, you know, it, that's one of them is like the... I feel like the overworld does get a little bland after a while, sure. yeah. but mm-hmm. there's some, but then it's always peppered with something crazy at just the right moment. That castle, like, the castle's beautiful. Oh, the castle's, the castle's really beautiful too. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. there are some, there are some fantastic areas to be sure, but like, you know, the main city ruins in the desert, I think is where you spend the bulk of your time, sure. at least yeah. in route a and, and they're, they're, they can get pretty bland after the 14th time you've yep. gone back there. But again, I, it almost feels deliberate to contrast with the areas after you, have played through it for a little while um i've heard it referred to i think i saw some review and they were saying it's like a it's like a it's like a like a stage play almost like reusing the same space over and over again and recast good it comparison in. yeah 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 the so. main map right is, is not enormous um yeah. it's not hard to get from one side to the other but there are all these little extra places here and there yeah um, that really do a good job of filling out the world yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I, I really love the the world design. I also think there's a benefit to doing it that way because you end up uh, knowing it like the back of your hand. Yeah, right. Exactly. So and when it's like, oh, there's, this, you know, there's an attack happening in the in the whatever, you know, go go destroy robots. It's like, OK, I know exactly where that is. I know exactly right. what to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's it's great. And again, when this game came out, like, you know, the big open world thing was number one in gaming. So it's kind of cool to play something that's like. It's a small area. You're going to reuse it over and over again. And, you know, oh, it's refreshing. I like it. Yeah, I, you know, as somebody who I think I'm not entirely, I, I won't say that I've completely tired of open world games, but I definitely have felt that fatigue. Yeah. Um, this, I, I did not mind that in the slightest because it just, it, it was again against what I expected because, um, particularly when you start a game where you're in like a jet fighter, you know, and you're like (laughs) rolling across ocean, you know, I expected that to be a convention that popped up again too, where it's like, okay, we're going to jet, you know, out of here and we're going to go to some other hub, you know, somewhere. And to, to spend the entirety of route a essentially in the same hub world, just kind of, you know, poking at the corners of it. Um, Yeah. I think you're right, Murph. I think it did exactly what they set out to do, which is like, there's this place that you think, you know, because you've treaded across it a bunch of times. And then there's always something, that's just kind of being revealed to you. Um, and, and what I also found interesting, I'm, I'm just now like they, there's so many, I'm glad I'm taking this break between route a and route B. And, and basically I wanted to record this before I dove into the next route. Yeah, I started, I started route B like immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to finish this so I could go and fill route C. So yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I like, I'm, I'm realizing now there were all those chests that I couldn't open. And yep. now I'm wondering if like, hmm, I wonder if 9S can open those oh, chests. Oh, I wonder. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so it's like those, but it's like all, all the questions that I have yep. is like, you know, um, what about the rogue Yorha units? Um, you know, I've, I've, 
we got a little flavor of that with uh, it, sorry go sorry, well with with a2 right and like yeah meeting her felt like a pretty significant thing and then she never shows up again so i'm like there's probably a lot more there um you know i i want to know more about like the mechanics of how stuff work like i i mean you know we saw the literal creation of adam and eve right but like how did that happen? Like robot <laughs> juice? You know, I'm like, I, I have so many questions about like how, you know, all that folds together. You know, I, I, I feel like they touched a little bit on the surface of like how the robot networked consciousness works, especially kind of at the end. But again, you know, Murph, I feel like the, the revelation that you had in terms of like you basically saying like, oh, there's going to be different character perspectives now makes total sense because yeah. I almost feel like everything the way that route a was constructed, you know, kind of verify like reinforces that idea that like, you're not meant to understand it. You're here to kill robots, glory to mankind. Um, and now if I get other perspectives, I'm hoping I'll get more, you know, subtext, more flavor, more background information. And that's like, that's the part of me that's just like, I need that. You know, I'm, I'm the person who read all of the codex entries in mass effect one, two, and three, you know, like, right. it's like, I want all the backstory. I want the history. I want the, and, and so that's the part that's got me like really psyched to play the next playthroughs because there's just, it does feel like there's all these things happening underneath the surface that I just barely, you know, barely got a chance. to. Gotta, see. gotta make sure you keep checking your Android uh, email. Uh, <laughs> that's right. You've got mail. So, and uh, <laughs> that's where the side quests come in, especially like the further you get, the, the, you know, the more they reveal through the side quests as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure how much of like, you know, back to the point, the, you know, obviously meaning a two, you know, and you're, and you're ordered to kill her cause she's a dangerous, uh, Android that defected or whatever, not defected, but I guess, uh, went rogue. Um, mm-hmm. did you guys get the other route a side quests involving rogue androids? Yes. I don't so think so I did. Th- there's two of note that I made notes on. Um, one of them is, uh, the, uh, you, you get orders from command to kill or to to track down a uh, missing captain and a couple of yeah it's like of a set of three right it's a yeah. set of three and, yeah, yeah. and and there's uh I, I think mechanically there's like three places you could encounter yep. them yeah yeah burns did you get that one i don't know if i saw you do that one it, the only thing that comes close to that is like there were some people hanging out in pascal's village that i like helped out but that's not yeah that so i guess no, i guess no. you didn't get that one i'm also okay. not really sure what triggers that because it's, it's a message from command but uh there's that one, and then there's another one where uh, one of the operators asks, or sorry, not one of the operators, one of the androids in training on the bunker asks you to go find her former trainer or captain or whatever, 11B, I think it was. I think Burns did get that one. I think I saw him get it, but I also did get that one. So Right, yeah, and, and you yep. find her records, and it turns out that 11B faked her yeah. uh, sh- her getting shot down in that opening sequence in order yes. to uh, desert. Yes. Um, and that one I did get because I do remember uh, I had to backtrack all the way to the first room that you land yes. yeah, yeah. right yes, after you. Yeah, room. Yeah. And then I read those logs and I was like, huh, you know, like it was one yeah, of those. There's where- a lot of that. And there's a, there's a note of dialogue I made note of in the, in the, in the one you didn't get burns, unfortunately, but let me just find it. Cause there was something I thought was kind of, kind of, kind of interesting. Uh, let me find this where I put it here. So you, you know, you encounter those, you you eventually find those rebel Yorha troops, right? And your orders at first are to find them and detain them. And uh, let's see. Rebel Yorha troops reveal that something is happening and they accuse 2B and 9S of not knowing. So that they once they say that to 2B and 9S, the pod changes its orders and now it starts saying destroy them instead of detain them. Um, there's, there's a lot of little stuff like that. Um, 
And then uh, there's another one I noted here that I missed my first time through. Uh, I forget exactly what the context of this is, but there was uh, there was there was I think it was this same quest. The uh, commander implies that those missing Yorha troops had been harassing Android resistance members and stealing their supplies. And when you go talk to an enemy, an enemy about yeah, it, yeah, she yeah. says, uh, yep. "No, no, no, nothing's missing." Yep, Interesting. Right? Yeah, there's a lot of little stuff like that that I I didn't even notice a lot of this in my first playthrough, but this time, especially because I was going in to take notes, I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah, I, was, I think I yeah. remember that one, and I thought to myself, "Oh, I'm sure this will be explained more later." <laughs> and then, yeah, and then, and then in route in route A, it was not. Um, so. Yeah, in route A, you don't really get an explanation of that. And there's other stuff too. Like I don't know if you guys found like the drug. Like the drug addicted androids in the oil field. I did not. Wait. Yeah. So there's uh, there's more of this stuff. Sorry, I don't I don't mean to spoil a bunch of side they, quests. They're, they're addicted to skooma. Well, I th- it's uh, <laughs> right. well, that I think sounds I, familiar. I, and I did. I tried to do like pretty much every side quest. It's it's related to the jackass's research quest where you do the combat for yep, her I to get the information. Yeah. Um, and Burns, I think I saw you do that one too, right? Uh, yeah, I, I started it, but I, I'm not sure if I got to that point. With yeah, the, and so yeah. this one I did find on my first playthrough way back when, but it was by fluke. So I don't think you're, I don't know if there's necessarily any scripted thing that sends you to this location, but I okay. made notes of this because, you know, Jackass in that side quest reveals that it, you, you learn that androids have a pleasure center in their brain that activates when they're killing things. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, Jack, Jackass tells that to you directly, and she makes this drug that is supposed to simulate those effects and make you a more effective combat android which you can take as a as a usable item but uh if you go to there's this location called the oil field in the desert which is kind of hard to find it's near where you uh if you guys remember where you fought you fight that like ridiculously overpowered uh machine in that little alcove who killed who killed the resistance member oh yeah yes yeah yeah yeah. it's somewhere it's somewhere around there i think (laughs) and uh you find a bunch of androids that now that jackass has invented this drug there's a bunch of Yorha androids that are just high out of their minds, just completely derelict in their duty, <laughs> just sitting, just lying on the ground, just like, oh, um, there's all these little things, you know, and, and I, you know, I don't think it's a, a spoiler to say that something is clearly wrong at Yorha, right? Right. But, yeah. but uh, there's all these little things that I didn't really notice on my first time through. I made a bunch of notes on it. I was like, that's really cool. It is telegraphed, but you know, you're to be, you're just here to kick ass and go home. Like, yep. Yep. Who cares? <laughs> Well, and, and and I do remember getting that line of dialogue. So I probably got that part of of the jackass side quest, but I probably didn't uh, find the drug addicted androids. But I, I do remember, like, yeah, the, you read that line where it's like, oh yeah, androids have this thing in their brain where it's like you get you get super happy uh, when when you're just killing stuff. And I'm like, that doesn't seem cool. <laughs> Seems a little uh, unethical, maybe. <laughs> yeah, someone someone had to put that there. They're androids. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah, that's that's a conscious decision and not yeah. great. <laughs> there are so many small pieces of this, and so many um, good characters along the sidelines, right? Like like you ran into uh, Emil um, and his store. I think that's all you get in Route A is yeah. that he's in his little go kart and thing, and then <laughs> he'll sell you stuff. Um. And, you know, he's fun even in that. But then he, there's more to him yeah. that you uncover later. Um, so he's a he's a character from Replicant, actually. Okay, I um, was wondering that because he has a, yeah, he he has a deep history, it feels like, in the game. So Yeah, he does. Um, it's, there's, like, very small amounts. Of, this is, there's, like, a 10,000-year time gap between Replicant and this yeah, one. So tracks. almost nothing is related directly, but he is directly related. And there's some other 
very small things. So, which, which okay. again, I think is clever game design because this one stands on its own without having to play yeah. by an obscure original, right? And there's um there's another character that I don't know that you did you ever find Father Servo, Burns? Yeah, um, <laughs> he's the, the guy, guy who with the dojo. He, yeah, the dojo. Uh huh. Yeah. I only went to him once, but okay. uh, yeah, I I beat the ever loving snot out of him, and and uh... <laughs> so great. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, this was weird. <laughs> yeah, some of the machine characters are pretty awesome. Yeah, yes, <laughs> like yeah. like all of the machine characters that have names are pretty great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty fair. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and that like uh, yeah. Now that now that you're mentioning that, that's another thing that I was like, there must be more to this guy. And I think I only encountered him the one time. Yeah, um, he, yeah, yeah. He continues to have quests, but his quests are pretty transparent. That is, he's just like, come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's, his, that's his quest. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I did. Um, I I will say that like I kind of. Um, I think largely driven because I wanted to know what was going on. I kind of just powered through this one um, in, in route a and, and, you know, maybe it's just role playing in the spirit of, of, you know, being to be um, that I was just like, no, I'm, I'm on to the next thing. Like, and I never ran up into ran up against like a traditional RPG roadblock where it's like, now all of the enemies are 10 levels ahead of me. So I need to go grind. Um, so I always kind of wanted to know more of what was going on. Like I just had to like dig in and, and, and that was, it's kind of interesting to then get to the end of this road and really not have many answers. And like, th- I think that means maybe my second playthrough, um, you know, I might do more side quest stuff because it's like, if I can yeah. get a, a route that's starting to give me more answers, I might start to poke more at the corners because the side quests weren't giving me much. So I was just like, well, more story then more story. What's going on? So the, the nice thing about the side quest too, is that um, on the second playthrough, if you have a side quest that, that is, you know, just like a secondary side quest, like, you know, go get this person item from here and you're going to get like nothing for it or whatever. Um, those side quests remain um, completed. You don't have to do those again. The ones that you haven't done are still there. So it's very easy to just clean up the ones you haven't done, which is why the second playthrough should, one of the reasons why the second playthrough should be faster than your first playthrough. Okay. Yeah. Um, Because a lot of the things you've already done, the game doesn't make you do again. Because it's like, man, this was filler anyway. (laughs) We know you did it. We're not going to, we want you to get to the good stuff in the story. You're hooked already. (laughs) Like you're playing path B, like you're already hooked. We don't need to fill the game anymore. Like, (laughs) right. Right. We don't need all these tropes of game design um, to keep you playing. Um, we're just going to strip those out, play the game. But um, I, I think that's very useful and kind of unique too. Uh, because this, is, in a lot of ways, it is a type of new game plus, mm. um, kind of. But it's different enough from a new game plus that I don't think saying it's a new game plus is at all fair. Right. Yeah. 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 There's so much more to it. It's uh, it's pretty cool. It's it's I don't know. I can't think of maybe I don't know. Maybe you guys know of another series that does something similar to this. I, no, I don't think I I've mean, encountered anything like it. Like, yeah. Yeah. As far as I know, I've never played a game, gotten to the game over like you did it, you know, screen. And then, like you know, I, I think it's very common to have new game plus, but yeah. to have a completely different like new game, <laughs> like it's a game within yeah. a game almost. It's almost like yeah. this, like. I almost look at this as like this handling of the different routes is like 
traditionally these would be sequels, right? Like this would be the next yeah, game or in like the series. DLC, you know, or, or yeah, separate episodes or, or, or what have you. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, nope, it's all here in the game, which I also really appreciate, right? The idea that like the game is so complete that it's like, we give you all of these games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. how I've structured it. You know? Yeah. yeah it's, it is, it's they definitely, complete. if they had been sort of uh, a bit more focused on optimizing the returns, uh, dollar to dollar, they easily could have packaged ending A as a game and then said, hey, for 20 bucks, here's ending BC, you know, whatever right. else. You... And yeah, that would have that, that would have sucked. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really would have. <laughs> well, I, I think it goes again to the auteur thing. Like, I think this guy wrote it backwards almost. I'm yeah, not sure yeah. what his method was, obviously. But, you know, and you guys will get there before the next episode. But like when you get to ending E and everything all just makes sense in retrospect. And it's one of those things. It's like, you know, holy shit, I'm dealing with a master here. You know, you, you, you get that feeling and uh, very bold, very bold. How much of that they hide from you in route a. Oh yeah. Very, and very even bold the stuff that they've hidden in route, that I've learned in route B. It's like, wow, there's a lot hidden so far. Yeah. So. It's, yeah. Well, and the, and the one thing that I guess I'm realizing now is um, I think maybe the ultimate, like, the the ultimate goal that this game achieved or the ultimate real triumph i think that this game has done is um there are a lot of games with content that it's it's not entirely necessary to get to the ending of the game and and you know that's sort of a thing that like developers struggle with right the idea of like how much effort do we put into this thing which is a really turbo cool side quest but you can totally blow right past that and just you know right. go to ganon's castle right like and and do that in in like breath of the wild and i think structuring the game this way yeah, there's still stuff that you can miss, but to lock it behind these separate endings is is a way to give the player creative freedom and control over their actions, but still guide them down the paths that you want to go down and to like minimize the amount of that of loss that would happen in free agency in a game, right? Because and I think that's that's why maybe this game feels more like art to me than like your standard mm. game because you know, one of the main pushbacks that I think people have with calling video games art is is player agency, right? The idea that that instead of guiding you directly to this thing that the artist wants you to see, a player can, for lack of a better word, fuck it up pretty bad. Right. Um, and and the way this game is structured seems to like negate a lot of that. They they really yeah. do a good job of putting you where they want you to be, feeling what you should feel, and seeing what you should see in the moment that, that they want you to see it. Um, and I think that probably more than anything else has me more excited to like dive in and like really, really start swinging away at this thing. Right. And that might be a good segue into something I did want to talk to you guys about just some of the higher level thematic stuff in this game, which blew my goddamn mind when I first <laughs> figured some of this stuff out. And I don't think, I think most of it is safe to discuss without any spoilers at this point. Um, Sounds so, good. How into existentialist philosophy are you guys? I would say I'm into it, but not very familiar with it. So right, know, okay, I, I'm, I'm open to it, but I my knowledge is very small. It's been a long time since I've taken a bunch of classes on it, but I mean, I have. Right, yeah, okay. So I, I, it's a hobby of mine. I've got a bookshelf full of you know all sorts of philosophy books. I'm a huge nerd for that stuff. Um, this game tackles philosophy and individual philosophers in a way I don't I don't think I've ever seen any media tackle it 
And there's a lot of examples, but there's one I wanted to talk about. I wanted to make a point of talking about on this because, you know, it blew my mind. And then later on, I watched someone else's breakdown of it and it blew my mind even further. Hmm. Um, so I think we all encountered Jean-Paul. Oh, robot, yeah. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Jean-Paul, the, you know, he's this pompous robot and he's one of his first lines, I think, is existence precedes essence and he wears the hat. And so he's like clearly supposed to be Jean-Paul Sartre, who's this you know, mm-hmm. major existentialist philosopher, right? And he has all these groupies who lo- love him, even though he's clearly an asshole um, <laughs> for no for no reason. And uh, Burns, I think I saw you do this fight when you fought the uh, the like lady and lady robot thing that had all the androids captured in the in the sort of opera house area. Yeah, in the, at in the end the, of the carnival. Yeah, yeah. And you remember there was that scene. It, mm-hmm. There was that it flashed white and you saw her standing across from Jean-Paul. Yes. Right. Okay. So this will spoil something for you, but I don't think it's not necessarily something that you would have. I'd hope I'm not ruining anything too much, but yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah. I didn't get this on my first playthrough. I don't watch Sav do it and he didn't get it either. So I think it's pretty hidden that robot's name. When you play as nine S you're going to see all their names. That robot's name is Simone, meaning Simone de Beauvoir, who was another existentialist philosopher who had a relationship with Jean-Paul Sartre, okay? And so there's so much going on here. Mm-hmm. In real life, they had an open relationship. Uh, Simone was bisexual and had a lot of young female lovers. Now, reportedly, Jean-Paul was extremely jealous of this, right? He had a lot of problems with with that and would try to sabotage her her other relationships and all this stuff. And it was a huge issue for them, um, and including in their public lives as philosophers you know all when he got interviewed they only asked him about his ideas when she got interviewed they only asked her about her affairs basically Uh right Mm -hmm. so it was this whole it was a whole thing with them um in this game so one of the themes in this game is i guess sort of clinging to the past and the dangers of clinging to the past uh and it's one of the ways they personify it which i think is so cool as a nerd for this stuff is there's these robots who embody the philosophies of real life philosophers and all of them are horribly twisted in some way so in this game this is the, uh, now this is just the level that i got when i actually played it with these two robots so in this game jean paul has the fangirls not simone right and simone got driven absolutely crazy by the fact that she couldn't get jean paul's attention when in real world it was the exact mm. opposite so to me i was like i'm not sure what this is a commentary on it's like is it a commentary on their philosophies is it a commentary on them as people because you know like as people, they may have had some problems if you dig into their personal lives. It's like they might not have been the best people in terms of like their ethics, but they had some interesting philosophical ideas. But then I watched this video and I, I wish I had looked it up. I cannot remember who created it. And if I do remember, I'll mention I'll try and mention it in the next episode because it was it blew my mind. Yeah. Or um, um, we can if if you do find it before we publish, uh, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, sure, so, I'll go look. Yeah. For, I'll go look for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he pointed out something about Simone's philosophy and that particular boss fight that blew my goddamn mind. So, are you familiar with the term male gaze? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, for anyone listening who's not, it's basically the idea that so so Simone de Beauvoir was the author of the book The Second Sex, in which mm-hmm. she kind of articulates the idea that femininity is manufactured, um, and she also was the uh, I believe she was the creator of the idea of the male gaze, where you know, in society, everything is kind of like femininity is looked at by men in art or in the literal sense, right? And all this stuff. And, you know, she she talks at length in her work about makeup and clothes and all these sorts Mm -hmm. of things, right? Important feminist figure. 
Simone the robot in this one is obsessed with making herself beautiful to get Jean-Paul's attention. So she dresses herself up. She uses the androids as decorations on her body. She keeps building herself larger and fancier, right, with all this stuff. And then I watched this video and the guy pointed something out to me. You remember how the camera, you, you lose control of the camera at certain points in that fight and it goes top down and you can't see the boss? Right. Uh, yeah. So, so Simone is literally screaming for the men to gaze at her, but they can't huh. because the camera has been taken away and you have uh... no control over it. And I was just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> like, so, and there's a lot of other examples. There's another one that uh, I don't want to, that it's not a spoiler, I don't think, because you can't really find this guy's name in game. It's only in the, uh, the machine log, but Soren Kierkegaard appears. Kierkegaard, one of his big things in real life was he was critical of sort of the organized aspect of religion and was a very strong advocate of, you know, a very personal life lived for God. Right. And by by Christian ideals and blah, blah, blah. In this game, he's the cult leader who dies in the factory. <laughs> right. So there's a lot of that. And uh, some of them I didn't even know. I had to Google some of them. But as you as you play through Route B and you see the boss names and C and D, it's worth Googling it a little bit to see like, hey, what what how is he twisting this person's philosophy okay. in this game? And uh, yeah, I don't know. It was pretty interesting to me. And that's a level that you might not even notice if you didn't know about this stuff. Right. Um, but there's a lot of effort put into it. Interesting. Yeah. You, the so is there stuff is, factory stuff is <laughs> just all over the place. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The factory thing is insane. Is has has do you know has Yoko Taro ever come out and and made like a? a I, I mean, I almost prefer that maybe he hasn't, but has he come out and said like w- the specific intent behind his turning these philosophers and their philosophies kind of on their ear? I think when you finish Route E, the game is the commentary. Okay. That. Okay. Um, okay. But I also think that it's not, it's, I don't think he's coming down particularly hard on any side of it. I think he's just tearing everything apart. <laughs> I think that's what he's doing. But the game does, uh, you know, again, I don't think this is a spoiler. The game does make a statement um, as you, as you go, there is like a, there is a purpose behind this, but he's using real world examples to kind of, I don't know, build up to it. It's so it's so cool. And so as a nerd for that stuff, that was what really got me hooked on this game. I was okay. just like, oh my God, I can't believe this. Well, and I, I'm, I'm glad you pointed that, that out because that's not really a spoiler, but it is something to watch for. And I feel like this is kind of, I, I mean, I, I feel very much like the route that I'm on and the course that this game is going to take you through is sort of that like you arrive at the moment and then it, you looking back, it, it all like falls into place, right? The idea of like, right. oh, um, so that's just kind of one more extra layer to to watch for um as this comes together so yeah it's um i mean just as it stands now like again uh route a i, I really i did enjoy it's just it it i think it did what it was supposed to do it made me hungry for more um you know and and now i i'm gonna dive into it so um i guess the question is you know i'd mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that this is part one um, is there, is this a, when do we meet next and, and talk about this again as, as a, as the book club, because Paul, you've already gotten right. B. Um, yep. so, cause, cause Murph, you had basically said before we recorded this, that, that route a, you know, ending a was where we should get to, right? Yeah. A or B it, after B it's very different. It also moves much faster. So I think it's, I think it'd be safe to meet at ending E. Okay. Once you, once you guys hit that, it's uh, okay. C and D, um, sort of happen concurrently. And then uh, you'll see when you get there for okay. for route E, but uh, it's it, I don't think it'll take you as long. 
A and B, I think, are significantly longer than C, D, and E. Okay, got it. So I, I okay. do think there should be enough time for us to get there. And I also think the structure of it, as again, you'll see when you get there, it wouldn't make much sense to stop after C or D because I think you'll just be like, what the hell? <laughs> and then, yeah, E is where it all comes together. That's, I think that's, if, that's, that's what we're if you for. thought that A was kind of open-ended and left you saying what, the ending of B is like, uh, like double it at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So I've just been sitting here, like, okay, gotta record this, gotta record this, so I can start playing C. But uh, yeah, it's been a few weeks, so I can. Yeah, okay. I was just like, all right, okay. <laughs> gotta start. Well, C. and I, I think for me personally, I, I think what I'm going to commit to is I'm, I'm going to commit to streaming all the rest of it, and I think I'm going to commit to stepping up my my game in terms of of streams per week because i i want to you know I, I was just kind of chipping away at this as i had time and i'd been kind of busy over the last little bit and like now I, I feel like i can probably you know take a couple of swings at it per week and and i i'm just it's got its hooks in me now to the point where it's like now yeah. it's now it's personal right like now it's like right. yeah, <laughs> i gotta i gotta know i gotta yeah. get there yeah um so so yeah i'm 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 really excited for it. I guess Murph is the, the person who knows the most about it. And Paul, I guess you're, you're ahead of me also. I mean, that's, I'm at a good spot where like just with what I know about it, but do you guys have anything you want to leave with in terms of looking back on, on, you know, route a and where we're about to go or, or anything like that? It was so, it was all so simple back then. It was all, yeah. Yeah, when the world was new. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we covered most of it. Although I just, uh, as you were talking there, Burns, I just, it just occurs to me. We didn't talk about gameplay like at all. No, I no. said that this is that twin stick shooters. That's all you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. it's that's that's interesting to me that that didn't naturally come up. There's so and much it, else to talk about, and it's really good. Like it's, it's good not for it's not for the like the it's not this kind of game where it's like you're playing it for the story, but the gameplay is meh. Like it's very satisfying combat. Oh, yeah. Boy, I will say, um, I I did notice that. Um, I mean, aside from the endings, where like I said, I took out my OS chip and self destructed in the bunker <laughs> right away. Um. I think we also play, we played this game, but maybe these types of games just completely different in a certain sense too, because the first second I noticed that someone was going to sell me more um, chip spots, I was mm -hmm. like, okay, every single penny I get is going to that. And then as soon as I saw there were chips for um, drop bonuses and experience bonuses, I was like, a, 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 like damage bonus? No. Every yeah. single one of my spots was filled with <laughs> drop bonuses and experience bonuses. Um, and yeah, like, <laughs> and then it just piles on um, getting so many chips and so many drops and things. But like, I, you looked at all the chips and you're like, wow, this is cool. Like I could do this or like, oh, cool. If I synergize this one with this one. And I was just like, drops an experience, baby. <laughs> like, I, do want, I do not want to see any other chip. They do not exist. Get them out of here. I'm going to sell them to buy more drop chips. Well, like, and I, I, I really do feel like the game does a good job of, of like, at least for me, I felt like that was very much to be just like rubbing off on me. Right. Like that was, <laughs> I'm here to fucking murder some robots and yeah. uh, I'm here to get this stuff taken care of, you know, like, so I tried to fashion myself into a machine that was most efficient at getting the job done. Um, and I hope that that carries through into to future playthroughs, that maybe that'll shift my my mindset, too. You'll get you know, new oh. chips in uh, in B. Okay. And in, in ending B, so playthrough B. Okay. Yeah, there's, uh, there are new some types of changes. chips. So. Yeah. 
yeah, it's it's uh, it's cool. Also, I think shots of lime the... chips and yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 cool ranch <laughs> chips. Nine S is, uh, has a preference for Doritos. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> also, I think uh, it's worth putting a shout out to the English voice actors for Two B and Nine S who personified their characters very well, in my opinion. Yeah, like I thought so... all the voice acting in this game was really well done. Right? Um, yeah, across yeah, the board. especially considering yeah. it's obviously not the original language. So also the your operator um, f- through uh, playthrough a was just adorable. Like I oh, really yeah. liked her. Oh, um, yeah. I also yeah. like how they paired to be with like the floweriest <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> operator. <laughs> it's like to be to be. Did you see this picture of a flower? I sent you. <laughs> it was just adorable. It's so uh, great. Oh, man. Well, um, I guess. Real quick, because uh, we we didn't give you the chance to do this, uh, Murph. D- d- tell the people about yourself and 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 oh. you know, talk about uh, where people can find more of the mighty Murphicles. Sure. Well, I mean, you can go to Twitch.tv/Murphicles. M U R P H O C L E S. I recently realized I really should have gone with Murphistopheles. But, uh, <laughs> the magical conversation with a friend today, but or the other day, but yeah, um, and yeah, I'm a I'm actually a guitarist by trade, um, primarily guitar teacher this past year, uh, but uh, a lot of both, uh, producing an album on Twitch, although that slowed down significantly, at least for the Twitchable parts, because I'm doing a lot of extremely boring behind the scenes stuff right now. Um, also started speedrunning Halo. Just got it down <laughs> yep. under two hours last Friday. So that was huge, exciting. by the way. That was, yeah, was really uh, fun to watch. Those are insane very, to watch. Yeah, that, as someone who's played fun. a whole lot of Combat Evolved, like it's fun to watch. Yeah, it's well. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I've having a lot of fun doing it. Um, so that's been great. And uh, you can also go uh, YouTube Mike Murray Guitar. That's my real name, and uh, see some music stuff there too as well if you're interested. So yeah, there you go. It's I, I just want to say, like, uh, we, there was a moment on your stream where, you know, Murphy were like, I found it. I found the recipe. I know what I want to do. It's guitar and Halo. And I was like, <laughs> this is the fucking coolest place on the Internet. <laughs> we're here just to shred and uh, get stuff done and shoot yeah. all the covenant. You know, like, yeah, that's oh. that's what we're doing. You know, that's what we're doing. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> I'm glad it's it. I'm glad it's a hit. I've enjoyed it immensely ever since yeah. I hit on that. So it is great. It's great yeah, stuff. It's been a and, good time. Yeah. And, and um, I'm looking forward to our future discussion. Like I said, I will do my best to, to power through this. Um, you, know, you can find me streaming this probably uh, for the next little while uh, at twitch.tv slash it's Bernsey. That's I T S B U R N S I E. And Paul, uh, you recently got into streaming um, a randomizer. Yeah, I mean, um, I stream lots of things. I won't be streaming this, but um, yeah, lots of other stuff. Yeah, I was doing a super Metroid randomizer, which is lots of fun. Yes. So <laughs> I play wacky things. Twitch.tv slash Paul plays some games. Go check it out. So uh, until next time, I think that's going to wrap it up here. Normally we do like an outro where we talk about what we're doing next time. We know what we're doing next time. So now it's uh, we got to get down to business. So I will uh, I will kick it in high gear. We'll be back with the next episode where we wrap up our discussion of near automata. So until next time, I'm Bernsey. I'm, I'm going to go play this game right now. Uh, well, wait, I, uh, I'm, I'm Paul. <laughs> and he's perfectly. Uh, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening.